Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. This week we're chatting about the classic episodes. I'm just rewinding the Pride episode to watch Good Martin and Stacy. Sorry, it's still a bit raw. Emma. <laughs> and Bernie may be the L in LGBT, but I'm the G. As in gangster, where's my black leather jacket? Connor. <laughs> so, what have we got coming up this week, Emma? We have another coffee catch-up where we'll chat about Amira and Saeed's wedding and the Pride episode. We have another unsolved mystery of Walford. A game. And just a reminder, get your coffees ready and come and join in. But first... Here's the jingle. Dun, 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 dun. You ain't my mother. Yes, I am. Get out of my pub. You need a slapping den. You bitch. You cow. Look at your coat. Hello, princess. Frank. Stace. Put in the fridge. Sausage surprise. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night. Fever's rather bad today. If uh, if you can see Emma, my eyes are barely open and very oh, bloodshot. <laughs> um, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> composed again. Composed I don't know again. how I found that so funny. I just <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's terrible because once you start laughing, you crack me up. So then I end up creasing. Okay, so we'll start at Said and Amira's wedding. Where Christian has some news for Zainab. Oh, yes, he just dropped the big, big G word, didn't he? He just went full G. Just went full G on her and just dropped it. Zainab is not happy. He's basically just smashed her dreams of what Saeed and Amira's kids are going to look like. Oh, but the tea keeps on coming, doesn't it? It's like ASMR. Maybe we should go into that next. Yeah, that's when you think we're going to start doing ASMR, EastEnders related ASMR. <laughs> Mitchell. And then we'll have to huff like him as well. You know how he goes. <laughs> Ian Beale. <laughs> what could we do for Ian? <laughs> so, yes. Christine has just dropped the big J word and obliterated Zainab's hopes and dreams for, for Said, hasn't she, Emma? Hasn't she? It's just it's sex as well. Oh, I didn't know this. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Christian, whilst he's played many games, is not playing one right now um, and has just destroyed Zainab's dreams of Said's when He gets a slap. Oh, does he not? I mean, she literally thinks that's all a sick obsession, doesn't she? She's like, this would be typical of you. People like you. This would be typical. She's like, promiscuous, predatory. I'm like, hold on, Zainab. 
Oh, no, you don't. I was like, I love you, but don't you dare go there, love. And I also thought, when she says typical of people like you, was she referring to him being gay or a Broadway star? Like, is that what they're like? Can you imagine? <laughs> Broadway <laughs> star. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber. See, that hates all Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph and his technical dream coat. Hates it. Absolutely hates it. She's never visited Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Just joke there for that. Cicero. <laughs> Oh, I love it. So, yes, she's in complete denial, isn't she, Emma? She's basically, she's doing what most people who are struggling with this do. You're lying! You're lying! <laughs> oh, Zainab, I miss you so much. I miss I- the Masood. I miss Zainab. I miss Tamwa. I do too. They were such good characters. Oh, I love Tamwa. But now, you know, he's like making it really big in Hollywood. So I don't think we'll be getting him back anytime soon. Oh my God, my computer just randomly shut down. Oh no, I thought you went missing. (laughs) Oh no. Okay, we've lost Connor. (laughs) The trials and tribulations of Skype. This week's podcast is brought to you by Emma and Emma only because Connor's gone. <laughs> it's frozen on his face. I'm waiting for him to come back. Um, oh, well, we're getting some. We're not getting some life. He's he's still gone. It's frozen. A lovely photo of him. I might put this online for you all to see. I'm just gonna take a picture of that for you. Fabulous! <laughs> oh, he's back. I'm back, I'm back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's back, but it's still I frozen. Thought, I thought I had it charging the whole time, right? Guess what? Oh, you didn't. The, <laughs> the leads end was on the floor. <laughs> Done that plenty of time. Oh. I mean, it's still it's frozen true. on this lovely photo of you. Not Oh, yeah, lie. I can see it's frozen on mine as well. <laughs> Do you want us to, to should I just let's see if I'll just turn it back on and off for work? Am I back? I'm You're back. back. <laughs> do you want me to do the same? We're, we're back, we're back, we're back. Fabulous. Would you like to see the photo of yourself before we carry on? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I'm going to put this online for them to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Your face when Skype starts to turn off. <laughs> you just got me chuckling to myself at the top there. <laughs> warning it just went boom i was like he's he's not bad i'm not moving i'm I'm like well tam was in hollywood (laughs) honestly i really do miss the masoods they they brought such culture as well to the square we got to see their intimate lives and their faith so much we got to see a lot more of their characters which is what we always wanted for the amets didn't we and we never got that with the Ahmeds. Well, I never. found it interesting. The Ahmeds weren't invited to this wedding either. Oh, that's true. They're the black sheep. <laughs> they hate them. <laughs> oh, don't you even get me started on that, Miriam. That's what Zainab's <laughs> like. She's like, I, 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 I haven't spoken to her for years. She was a terrible mother. <laughs> <laughs> she was a fan of Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Ashard, you know, did a, a stint as a... Uh, Joseph and Joseph's technical dream coat. That was it. Seeing I've never spoken to him again. <laughs> never again. 
But I did love when Zena was losing her mind over like this revelation. And she was like screaming and shouting. And she's like, I will tear you to pieces. I was just like, this is literally why I love this woman. It's these moments where she is just like delivering the feral rage of Zainab. Like, it's just fabulous. What I loved about Zainab is that you got so much with her. She could deliver the comedy. She could deliver these hard-hitting scenes. Come back to the show. I know. I feel like that. Because it's funny. The Masoods, we watched and we fell in love with them. They were funny. They were, like, very family-orientated. You you really fell for them as characters. Their reaction to the topic of being gay make you all go, oh, oh, I didn't think they were like that. And that's what's so good about it. And also then show a different side when eventually we do know that Saeed is accepted by his family. And it was a really, it is like a really powerful dynamic there. Yeah, it was good because with the Masoods, had so many layers to them and so many... Mm-hmm. Every time I think of the layers, I always think of Shrek and Donkey. (laughs) 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 But they also got to see their journey as they accepted Saeed as well. And I thought that was a very powerful thing to do. Yeah. It it made also, seeing these early stages in the wedding make you realise how difficult it must have been for the Masoods, for Zainab in particular, to come to the... The realisation that regardless of his sexuality, she still loves her son. She still loves him. And it, it won't change the fact that he's gay. That won't alter that. And so that journey was so heightened by these early scenes to me. But Zainab's having none of it at this point. She's not at that stage yet. She's like, you're predatory. You're promiscuous. And that's only the Broadway stars. And then she storms off. After slapping and screaming at Christian, obviously, Christian's like, listen, we've done it all. We've done it all. Go ask your son. And so she goes to the wedding. She's heavily pregnant as well, can I add? I know. Why is Christian stressing her out at this point? I know that he's obviously upset. That's very, very understandable. But she is very pregnant. She's like eight months pregnant. She's like Bernie from Redwater pregnant. (laughs) She shouldn't be going around slapping people, fighting with people and like... You know, screaming and really, did you have to tell her about Saeed's sexuality today when she's like eight months pregnant? Couldn't you have done it like, you know, four months ago? <laughs> <laughs> with that, uh, with her being pregnant, I thought, why did they not? Imagine like that day will have been a long day for her. Could they not have took it into consideration and maybe waited an extra month? You know, exactly. The baby's <laughs> arrived. All have fun. He can enjoy it too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? It really reminded me of my grandma's wedding. My grandma vividly remembers the fact that her mom was heavily pregnant on her wedding day and just took the entire limelight from her because <laughs> she was, like, ready to pop. <laughs> and I was just like, that is so a mother thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> I have to say, the wedding looks fabulous. They look glamorous as anything. I was like, I want to be like Amira. She's like this scarlet goddess. I know, it's just because she's like a goddess, isn't she? Isn't she? I was like, God, you forget how beautiful she really was. <laughs> and then she comes out like, oh. <laughs> and it's like, wow. Rays of light around her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's doing a Mother Teresa moment, a cat moment, a <laughs> moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Honestly, Saeed then looked like, oh. I don't know, like an emperor, a con or a sultan. Like, he reminded me of like a prince. Oh, these are just a beautiful pair. Aren't they? They were like the glamorous. most glamorous. 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 <laughs> glamorous. <laughs> so it was. They were so sparkling. I was like, God, I hope my weather looks as nice as that. <laughs> <laughs> don't think it will but you know we'll make do <laughs> so christian calls saeed disney yes and i've got a question emma oh okay did you did you think it was a bit weird that like saeed had his mobile phone on him on his wedding day yes i did yes <laughs> <laughs> he just pulls it out of his oh yeah all oh, right yeah right uh, i was just like also going back to yeah. when this was i didn't realize how old phones were back then i just it just escaped my mind and then i looked at his phone and i was like oh, why is I it so ancient <laughs> makes you feel really old then doesn't it get your lantern out emma <laughs> <laughs> we've just come back from eight to <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have mobile phones to have on our wedding days. We really need to do some branded lanterns. <laughs> oh, we do. We do. <laughs> it went lanterns. <laughs> we read white. <laughs> People think we're doing it for like England's football team, wouldn't it? <laughs> or Sunderland, which really wouldn't be oh, good yeah. for us as when you castle. Oops. <laughs> I love that. Yes. What was with that phone? Who has a phone on their wedding day at hand? I was just like, that is strange. Even if it's old and brick-like, it's still strange to have it. So, Christian tells Said everything. He says, look, I did love it because he made it out like as if Zainab like, beat him over the head with like, you know, like a whip or something. He was like, she came over, she lost it with us, she was dragging us all over the place, and then I just, I just had to tell her. I just had to tell her everything. I've told her everything, Sai. Did you really go that way, though? Because actually what happened, Christian, was like within five minutes of her being in the house and seeing a few mean things, you were like, he's gay! <laughs> I love it. like, I told her everything, like every intimate detail. Yeah, we did the Kama Sutra. <laughs> we've done the, you know, we've done this pose, we've done that pose. <laughs> <laughs> we did it on this day at this time in this house. <laughs> This porn music was on. <laughs> it was like, well, you didn't really do every detail, Christian. Don't, you know, exactly. don't exaggerate. But I love it because then he basically just threw side under the bus. I was like, bye. <laughs> I'm off now. See you later. <laughs> love you. And so then, so then, Saeed obviously looks across, sees his mom and she's just like, <laughs> giving him the death glare um, and you know understandably Saeed's a little bit nervous so he jumps off his horse and starts running into his wedding as quick as he can with Amira how long did it take for Christian to ring him because if you think about it just after that happened hmm. then Zainab arrives so how close was the wedding yeah, I don't get time back then clearly it's like time now <laughs> <laughs> time's worse back then she's just Fell through a wormhole or something, hasn't she? <laughs> just, just like walked through a wormhole, just appeared at the wedding. Perfect time. <laughs> Unless Christian had a snack before he decided to get in the taxi and everything, no. you know. I figured it out. Zainab, she's friends with Doctor Who. Oh. That's what it is. 
Yeah, she's about Doctor Who. She just popped over, gave her a lift to the wedding because, you know, you're never late if you're with the Doctor anyway, are you? That's what happened. True. Makes sense. That makes, makes sense. Totes. So we go into the wedding. It's looking fab. By the way, the throwing of petals was just everything. Um, I'm not sure that I could have that at my wedding because obviously I've got hay fever, so I'll probably be dead. <laughs> Everyone throwing petals at us, and I'm like, <laughs> Instead of I do, you'll be like, Achoo! Yeah, I would just be like, my eyes would be bulging, my face would be like I've been stung by a million bees. I'll be like, uh, uh, I do. I'll be there handing them <laughs> tissues. Yeah, dabbing me eyes. <laughs> It'll be beautiful. You have to translate for it. Like, because <laughs> my throat's so swollen. By the end of it, I'll legally be married to his partner. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That would literally happen to me. I was just like, oh, it's giving us like hay fever anxiety there watching all those petals. I'll <laughs> make like, a note. Oh, no petals. No flowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll just have a hay fever pill. I'll be fine. <laughs> Don't worry. Just, I'll have one. <laughs> just drop the fexophenidine. I'll be fine. Because <laughs> that's how we party. <laughs> <laughs> A bit of a nasal spray, he's yeah. way. Oh, yeah, get that nasal spray. <laughs> Not because. You know what I noticed at the wedding? What? That Shirley and Heather, who didn't work at the hotel, were oh. also being, like, staff there. Yeah. And joining in with, they even had the uniform. So I was so confused because I was assuming the rest were staff members of this establishment. And then you have Heather and Shirley just joining in, like, yeah! <laughs> I think they were hired by, like, Ian or something, but I also thought, why did Ian hire them? Because I was just a bit like, why would Ian hire them as the catering, like, help? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't imagine that it would be like, yeah, come on board. I mean, Shirley, at this point, isn't exactly a trustworthy person, and Heather, well, as Heather. Like, <laughs> it's just, we love her. She is a bit dim. <laughs> <laughs> But also with them too, they do provide a bit of drama. They do. They've been chatting, chatting away. Someone's heard them. <gasps> Someone knows who George's father is. Oh, still a, still bit, a bit shocked. shocked. Still a bit. <laughs> still makes you wretch a little when you think that Heather and Darren oh, in a toilet. No, yeah. oh, nope. Yeah, I don't need that. I mean, is that even real? Like, how is that physically even possible? Now, I've been to many toilet cubicles. And like... <laughs> and I frequent them often. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I go around and I put a review on TripAdvisor. I'm like, <laughs> well, this one. And then they're not spacious. There's just enough room no. for you to sit on the loo, basically. Yeah. So how are they fitting grown adults in here to have sex? <laughs> like, rampant sex as well. Because clearly it would have to be, like, rampant, wouldn't it? It's not even logistically possible. Should they, like, bent over the toilet seat or head oh, in the toilet bowl? So classy <laughs> as well in the toilet. Oh, no. Also, why was Darren in the girls' toilets? That's a good point, actually. I never even thought about that. Oh, we've oh. got to look at that Darren closely, don't we? Oh, yeah, we're going to have to investigate that. Put that on the unsolved mysteries. I love that we're having this like discussion about how it's possible to have sex with someone inside a toilet. Perfect, perfect uh, start to this age 20 podcast. Like the smells, 
the sound. <laughs> it's not going to be the most romantic soundtrack, is it? And also, Darren's age. Yes, how old was he at this point? Like yeah. 60? Yeah. Oh. oh. You know, this wedding is perfectly summarised by the random people in the backgrounds because that is, that is the, the best part of this. This wedding is hysterical for all the little random conversations. For instance, do you remember, um, is his name Adam, the kid in the wheelchair? Yes, I can't remember yes. It. Yeah. I actually um, shouted at two of them. I went, oh my God, it's Adam and Amanda. It gets the point where you haven't seen these two, you haven't seen certain characters in so long. You think, oh my God. <laughs> and I like, know, it's crazy. You know, there well, were minor characters, but you're like, ah. You know me and you, we love the minor characters. I loved Amanda when she thought it's appropriate at a wedding to just start joking about the fact that a man's dead. <laughs> She's like, maybe he's the one who clobbered Archie Mitchell. <laughs> I'm like, who jokes about an actual murder? Like, can you imagine that? <laughs> oh, and then Libby like, gets really annoyed, like, because uh, Darren's laughing about it as well. And she's like, yeah. shouldn't be joking about a man's murder. I know, and then Minnie's like, she's right. You should be ashamed of yourselves. I just love it because it was just like, God, that got very tense very quickly. <laughs> Have a lovely day, Saeed. <laughs> yeah, best wishes. <laughs> We're just arguing in the corner, don't mind us. And whilst they're all gossiping, Saeed shuffles away with Zainab to have a little bit of a heart-heart. Find out what she knows exactly. I just absolutely love Zainab in this moment. She's like, is it true? It's like, it's what true? <laughs> Doing that classic thing when you're in trouble with your parents. You're like, uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Nah, what are you talking about? <laughs> Christian hasn't warned me at all. I don't know what yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. No. <laughs> I haven't been sleeping with a man. No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> I haven't been cheating on my wife. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. And then she's I love the way she says it, because like obviously he's just not not. Pretend he doesn't know what she's on about. And then she just goes, Christian! So she just says it, Christian! It's great, it's like Derek Akura. <laughs> I was getting the vibe off there when you done it. I was like, it rem- that reminds me of your Derek voice. It is. She like stretches his like, name out with such disdain that I love it. Said obviously denies this and he goes, no, we haven't. It's not true. But I have been tempted. And she's like, well... Life's always throwing temptations at us. But we have to rise above those temptations. Mm, I don't know that that's going to work if he's just physically attracted to men, seeing up. <laughs> yeah, because then she goes on to say, look, you'll grow to love Amira. Just <laughs> I love that. Keep powering through. You'll grow all together. And by then, you'll love her. He might love her, but I don't think he's going to have a sexual relationship with her. Yeah, exactly. He's, he, he does love her, but in a different way. Yeah, like friends. Yeah. Friends but he's yeah. not sexually attracted to her. But then when Zainab starts like slagging off Christian, she's like, I knew it. He's a fantasist and he's disgusting, how pathetic. And then she starts ranting and raving. And then Said, bless Said, just goes, Don't talk about her like that. Okay, Said, I think you've just <laughs> admitted that you've been sleeping with him now. <laughs> may have gave the game away. May, may yeah. have. <laughs> Yeah, just maybe a little. Like, just maybe a little. But love is in the air. Might not be for Saeed and Amira, but it is in the air for some people, isn't it, Emma? What, Heather and Darren? (laughs) (laughs) No, I've told about the other secret relationship at the room. Tam and Afia. Ooh. 
with those seductress eyes and you know the way she moved in closer to Tamwa and was like contact lenses like if you wear these I'll give you a kiss I just My love God. how she was meant to be helping someone else out and then she thought nah Hang on, I've had my eye on him before you. You back off, girl. I love I'm him. I'm going to make him mine. Yes, that man is mine. She's going to get her boy is mine. <laughs> so, Tamwa and Afia go for a bit of a... bit of smooch, just smooch. In the back room. Oh, wow. Peter. Good Peter. Oh, good Peter. I mean, he's so nervous. He's wanting some help. And that's the Peter I remember. And now what we got? That Peter is like this cute, like, you know, good guy. He's kind of just like, he's afraid to to make mistakes. I mean, we grew up with him and he was like the same age as us. And I never had a crush on him, I have to be honest. He was one of those people I never had a crush on. But looking back, I'm like, oh, I should have because he was the nice guy. He was a nice guy, wasn't he? I mean, when he got to the Peter after him, I, I think we definitely were crushing. Well, we had one on him. God, oh, yeah, that man, <laughs> that that man, he was he was something else. God, still still get hot and flustered when I think of those shirtless scenes. Oh goodness me! Oh, oh my! Oh, I say! <laughs> oh, I say! <laughs> <laughs> so then we have. Peter asks Christian to take him up to Mira's side, which is a little bit awkward. Because <laughs> I think Christian is broken. <laughs> but isn't it so sad to see, like, Peter went from that to, like, now totally being a creep? Yeah, it is It is tragic. Like, it is such a tragic trajectory for a character. He's went from being this lovely, lovely kid who works on his grandfather's stall um, and selling fruit and veg and is a, person, a part of the community and is very conscientious and kind and nervous and, you know, all of those lovable things that are him into he sleeps with every woman under, under the sun. He chases after people who are in relationships. He goes with people who are threatening his family. Like, do you know what I mean? And underage. Like, it, it's just weird. And can I just say that that casting of that Peter was fantastic as the son of Ian Beale, when you look at younger Ian Beale, that is good casting. It's so good. And it was almost like they really did combine Cindy Beale and Ian because he had the blonde hair of Cindy, but like the meekness and like awkwardness of Ian Beale when he was a teenager. And it was so, you're so right. It was such good casting. By the way, have you seen that Peter now? He's looking fine. Yeah, I have. <laughs> looking very good now. Yeah, I would have brought it. I've been happy if they just brought him back. Bro, yeah, bring him back. Bring him back, please. Me and Emma <laughs> would love, love to round up those those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we need nice things. That's that's all I'm going to say. We just need nice things to look at. And he's one. <laughs> he's one of them now. <laughs> Come on, bring back. <laughs> Good looking and nice. Great. That's Perfect. what we need. That's the real Peter. Yeah. They wouldn't be dating Dotty. Oh, no. Nah. So Peter drags Christian along to to give the cash to Amira, his, you know, like friend slash love rival. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit awkward and Peter 
sheepishly kisses her on the cheek, which was so cute. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. I was like, that wouldn't happen if that was the new Peter, because he would be like, give us a kiss, love. <laughs> <laughs> then he would probably do with some awful impression. Yeah. Yeah, he would do some, uh, what was it, Danny DeVito, or not Danny DeVito. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you're talking to me it's um oh it was awful robert de niro driver, robert de niro robert de niro yeah yeah who <laughs> <laughs> got there in the end emma <laughs> but then it cuts from them obviously after giving the cash and like uh the kiss to mira cuts to denise doing what denise does best having a bit of a cuss yeah i was like oh my god she didn't even back yeah she was like <laughs> They're going to have lovely kids, aren't they? I was like, I love this. It cuts from, like, Christian's heartbreak to Denise seeing how nice their kids are going to be. (laughs) So then there's a a few speeches. Um, I start with Zainab's. You've seen the wedding. Now leave. (laughs) That was her to Christian, wasn't it? Get out. Masood then stands in, in front of everyone in total contrast and says how proud he is of his son and how much he loves them. Bit of a weird comment about Mira because he said, I've got no doubts that you'll make my like make my son happy and be a wonderful bride. And then just went, because look at her. Oh, that's nice. She just looks then, is she, Masood? <laughs> there's, there's no like talents or interesting things about her, just the look. I was like, oh, that's nice, like, isn't it? because look at her she looks beautiful and that's all that matters like (laughs) that's nice your kind heart means nothing to me yeah Yeah. she's a horrible person horrible person but she looks nice (laughs) that's all that matters she'll look look great on the family photos (laughs) (laughs) we'll have some lovely grandkids (laughs) Denise is in the corner going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I said that, I said that. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> so then everyone starts dancing. Said slips away, doesn't he? Slips away to say goodbye to the one man he truly loves. Well, one of many because he's been with all the men, but you know what I mean. And he says goodbye to Christian and he apologises. And Christian, in the most heartbreaking way, tells him it's okay. And you know, with the tears rolling down his face... That okay is not about, I'm okay with this. It's like, I understand that you have to do this. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, you can tell Christian, although he knows what he wants and he wants Saeed to be with him, but he knows he what he's going to do and why he's doing it and he totally understands. Yeah. Christian kisses Saeed's forehead and they part ways. And then Amira comes down the stairs. Doesn't show me. It's like, oh, is Christian leaving? Maybe he's got a hot date. Bit awks, isn't it? <laughs> you look, a bit awks. You look upset. Why are you upset? Yeah. Why are you upset that Christian's leaving? This is our wedding. Because I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I just would have loved Fido when Saeed turns around and goes, you are so beautiful. Instead, he, would, he, would, he slipped up and went, he is so beautiful. And then goes, and she goes, sorry? I mean, you are. <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> you know, I have a question about uh, Christian's bag. So mm. when he comes in, 
Yes, I've got the same question. <laughs> the concierge just asked him if he wants to put it on the thing. And I'm like, you haven't checked if he's actually staying at the hotel or if he's meant to be here. Yeah, literally just have no clue in, here. Put his bag down. Luckily, because, you know, I thought maybe there might be a little error where he might forget to pick it up because sometimes that happens, that happens in these scenarios where you think you're watching the TV and you go, oh, you've left your bag. But no, yep. he picked up his bag. And yet no one's, no one's questioned at any point, like, why have you picked up this bag? Why have you not checked in at any point with this bag? Because why would you go to a wedding with a massive bag? Yeah, that could be like the remnants of a murder victim in there. And he's just ran off. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you have no idea who he is. He's just popped this bag over. Oh, that's just my knives and my uh, shotgun for later. Amanda's like, going to Mindy. Oh, she's in there. Bet it was him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was him. That's the Queen Vic bust. <laughs> But then there's more flowers. I, I tell you, I wouldn't be able to survive this because they throw more <laughs> petals at them. I'll be literally flat on my back dead. I'll be like, <laughs> crawling along the floor with having like huge, huge blisters all over my skin. <laughs> You'll be one massive rash. Yeah, what? I would literally be like red. Um, Scratching away. <laughs> then Minty's like, right, I'm off, love. Bye. Lovely ceremony, bye. He's off to go see Sam Mitchell, who he's clearly hiding. Ooh. I forgot about how weird that was. Yeah, it is strange, that storyline. Still don't understand it to this day. But then, right at the end of this beautiful ceremony where, you know, lies have won the day. One lie's not going to win the day, is it, Emma? No. Libby's had enough of Darren because... She's heard Heather in the toilets talking to Shirley. She's not happy. And Darren doesn't understand why. Every time he makes a joke, she's like, you're not funny. She's got a big bombshell for everyone. <laughs> not just him. Everyone. She's like, I know you're George's dad. Boom. <laughs> I'll never, ever forget. George. Here's your dad. I'll never forget that. I literally, I was in a state of shock. I was uh-huh. just like, Darren? <laughs> I mean, no one saw that. Because it's the kind of thing you go, haha, imagine, uh, like, yeah. it's, it's a joke. And then you see him and you think, oh my God. I know. I know. <laughs> and that is where it ends. So it's pride. <laughs> Oh, I just had to say it as gay as I possibly could. Yeah, it's like the best of best Pride episode ever. Callum doesn't feel as as keen, does he? <laughs> <laughs> he looks over, he sees the rainbows. He's like, mm. giving it a bit of a scowl, getting a bit nervous, hot under the collar. Because obviously we know what's, know what's happening. He's, he's had a little bit of a fling with Ben and still sort of get married to Whitney. And so he's a bit like, oh, don't really, don't really know how to feel about this. Bernie, on the other hand, sees them in complete contrast, sees the colours and smiles. And I love that. I love that. That's her reaction. But it is sad, isn't it? We'll kick this off with the fact that Tiff has broken Bernie's heart. She was pretending to be another girl online and... Bernie was getting really excited and well it turned out it was Tiff all along but Tiff meets Karen in the cafe and 
She's like, do you not realise like what day it is? And gives over a leaflet. And Karen knows exactly what she has to do. And although she's telling Tiff, stay away. Stay away from my family, Tiffany. <laughs> stay away from my family. She's Agnes. <laughs> she's gone all red for her. Come here. <laughs> she realises that this means a lot to Bernie and Tiff really understands that. And she knows she's got to make pride the best day of Bernie's life. I love it because I feel like after Bernie came out, we never had much follow-up. We're still lacking in Bernie's sexuality storylines. Mm. I wanted to have a girlfriend. I want to say I like, you know, embrace her greatest feminist lesbian self. That's what I want. I want to see her paint the town pink and rainbow. That's what I want to say. That's what I want to see from Bernie. No, no more chess. But <laughs> Why? Why no chess? Can she not just do a bit of chess on the side? I just can't do chess anymore, Emma, because Mr. Murray's been murdered by Wanda. Oh, like, clearly, he's never come back. <laughs> they went on a cruise and just disappeared. Goodbye, Mr. Murray. But he took his chess set with him. <laughs> <laughs> so whilst Karen's planning, she's plotting, scheming away. I love a good schema. You know me, I love a good schema. Kathy is being the queen of pride, you know, being the, the matriarch of gay icons. She is hosting this year's Pride. And I have to say, she's doing a bang-up job. The place looks amazing. Actually, I mean, looks amazing. everything does. She's decorated inside, outside. Yeah. It's like now a street party. Some good work. And although she's not happy because, uh, you know, the DJ's asking for more cash, she's like, well, hold on. Hold on, love. I didn't think so. She's giving him a right telling after, isn't she, on that phone? Meanwhile, uh, I was a bit distracted because then Max Bowden comes down the stairs, uh, you know, barely clothed, and I was a bit like, oh, oh, I forgot this scene. Oh, back on track. Uh, yeah, Ben's basically chuffed because there's going to be, and I quote, a lot of hot top totty, a lot of hot totty running around. I hear that term. Gets- I hate hot toddy. Ah. <laughs> you hate hot toddy, do you? Oh, I don't <laughs> like it. Oh. Do you prefer cold toddy? <laughs> <laughs> or do you prefer cold dotty? <laughs> I prefer a stotty. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> For anyone that doesn't um, know, that's something in Newcastle. <laughs> it's like soda bread. <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. Soda bread up here. Greg's doing um, a great one. <laughs> Oh, they do. That's a, that's a good story. That's a good one. I don't know what's the word totty. I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. It's about <laughs> it, my full hatred's with the word totty. <laughs> I absolutely love it because... Just hot men. Hot men will do. Hot men. There's, a, hot men. there's that's a line. <laughs> hot men will do. <laughs> <laughs> that literally is a 20s line, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> hot men will do. <laughs> on your intro <laughs> that should just be our tagline on the thing now e20 <laughs> hot men will do <laughs> where we just go through listing who we want to come back to the square <laughs> uh, yeah, dennis rickman uh i know he's dead but bring him back um, joey brannan oh god joey yeah <gasps> we trek over to the slater household and good old good old big mo she always finds a way to exploit the situation doesn't she she's gonna make some cash off of her uh, LGBT people and Martin being an LGBT ally 
is quick to say, is that even legal? Have you got a license? Is this even right? Has Mo ever had a license for license for anything she sold? No, no license to drive, and yet she still drove that car. So, you know, <laughs> I think that's just Mo, isn't it? Criminal. <laughs> criminal mastermind. Yeah. Yes. Lifelong criminal. Speaking of criminality, it's all about the, the money in it with Kat. Yeah. It's just quick to accuse Martin of stealing the money that they stole off Phil. <laughs> 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 how dare you take my cash that I stole from someone else <laughs> just family mean nothing now it's just the law mean nothing now <laughs> and um, it's really weird because her storyline is about giving that cash to Kush to help him take Arthur away from Stacey I have which no is words just weird I don't get it I, don't, I didn't understand it then. I don't understand now. And then watching it back, I was like, oh, God, it was only a few months later we got Dark Martin. Oh, don't ever. <laughs> don't. Those were dark times. <laughs> the September of 1919. <laughs> like, it is literally like, September 2019 was a cold September. <laughs> dark September. Where awful things took shape. So many. Where? White walkers and giant ice spiders and dark martins were afoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so sad watching Stacey and Martin uh, together and him being so happy in his original Martin self. And I was like, I just want to go back to that. I want Stacey and Martin. I just thought it was so, so poignant from Stacey when she turns around and says, Martin practically raised Arthur. He loves him. I was like, well, clearly it doesn't now, but you know. Oh, yeah, he's forgot about him now. Let's just remember that. forgot about him. When that scene come on, I actually shouted at the TV, do you remember him now, though, Martin? Because you yes. never forgot him now. So and angry. I wrote and shouted, does he? Does he? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we hatred there for Dark Martin still prevalent. <laughs> and then, then, this is what makes me think Stacey's a listener of A20, or at least on the same wavelength as we're. Our Stace would be on our wavelength. Yeah, she is, because she turns around and laughs when Kat accuses him of stealing the cash. She goes, he's never stolen a thing in his life. And Stacey and everyone laugh. And I'm like, see, everyone knows Martin can't be dark. He's like inept at doing bad things. He got caught so many times that Derek had to take the fall for him. Oh, Derek. Not to be confused with Derek Brannan. Derek, uh, you know, Pauline's gay best friend. <laughs> Back to Pride. Callum has somehow been roped into Pride, even though he's really reluctant and is struggling with his own sexuality yeah, at the moment. because wasn't Whitney meant to be working? And then Whitney was like, oh, actually, no, I'm meeting friends. So yeah, actually, she's, she's just given him her job. She's just decided last minute she's not going to work. And then rather than go and tell anyone, she just thinks, ah, Callum will do it. Callum's like, no, I'm not doing it. And yeah. then Ben's like, Callum will do it. Ben and her just basically volunteer him. <laughs> I think the word is, Bully him into it. <laughs> yeah. And then I did love because then obviously it's just like, oh, give us a, just put it up, babe, put it up against you when he's modeling our t shirts and it's like gay ass and he's like, <laughs> his face. And then Ben is just like a, he just is living. He is living his life. And he's like, give it a twirl, babe. Ben is all love for it. it. Oh, he was thoroughly enjoying Pride. He was getting, Get everything he needed from that, wasn't he? Did you see the old man Ben was clearly flirting with? 
with the hat. Oh, George, that was awful. That was awful. I thought I just... That man. I didn't know if I'd just saw it. Like, no one else had really noticed it. I was like, please say other people saw that. No, that was disgusting. He's like 102, Ben. <laughs> 102, beard, leather, disgusting. Disgusting! <laughs> Awful. Ben, Ben, I'm right here. I'm right here. You don't need that old man. <laughs> Callum's at the bar. Just head over. Ben, Karen, as we've already said, wants to make this day special for Bernie. She wants to make it like gay Christmas. Because that's what Pride basically is. It's gay Christmas. You get, you know, to dress up. You get to see all your friends and family. You know, it's gay Christmas. It's gay Christmas. We just need presents now. That's got to be the next development. That's new, yeah. Because <laughs> then everyone will take part in Pride then. <laughs> There's a gay Santa. <laughs> Goes down the chimneys. <laughs> Karen's gaying the whole place up. She's getting Keanu, who's looking mighty fine again as well. I just love this episode. I just got to basically drool over all the men. Keanu's looking mighty fine in his I'm little I'm uh... sorry, but why was Keanu wearing a vest? <laughs> I mean, for them guns, wasn't he? He could have wore a tight it... T-shirt or maybe no T-shirt at all, but no, he went for the vest option. Yep. To accentuate, Emma. To accentuate. Really? Oh. I don't yep. think vests are good luck on anyone. for you, Emma. You're not a vest, vest I'm lady. I'm not a vest lady. No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he could wear everything or nothing. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> Come over here, Keanu. You could come sit with me. <laughs> Isn't it weird watching it now, though, and going, oh, my God, and soon Keanu's going to be held hostage by Martin Fowler. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, fake his death and then come and technically cause Danny's death a little with Phil. Like, yeah. I was watching Grey have the time of his life dancing away and thinking, back then, oh, isn't he a lovely guy? Now I'm like, oh, God. Speaking of Grey, he was he was very keen about uh, Keanu not stealing his gay fans. <laughs> I love that Mr. Murray joined them in his sparkly cowboy hat. I love that. When he comes in and Bernie's like nervous, just like, I'm LGBT, Mr. Murray. Not all the letters. Oh, I love it because he goes, afternoon, Mr. Murray. Like, <laughs> Oh, I've just... missed it. I've missed it. I love Mr. Murray. I just... I miss their relationship now. I wish I one had never turned up. Just stolen Mr. Murray away from her. I loved it because everyone else called him Ted and she'd be like, Mr. Murray. <laughs> <laughs> then they'll play chess together. It was like, uh, beautiful. Yeah. And Bernie is, you know, quick to tell him, not all the letters, just the L. Just the L in the LGBT. Q plus. Just, just correcting you there, Bernie. Just making sure you know your letters. <laughs> I know she's new. She's new. <laughs> So I'm just giving her a little bit of tutelage. <laughs> <laughs> From one old gay to the to the new. <laughs> Are you on the door? Nursed. Are you on the door I... checking she knows our letters before she can yeah, come I in? Yeah, uh, Letter, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're not on the letters, you're not getting in. <laughs> Give me a vowel, Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nah, that's not in. Get out. <laughs> Could I have yeah. a consonant, please, Connor? <laughs> I'm there with my Latin. I was the first gay in 1706. <laughs> she goes off to Pride with all of her friends because Mr. Murray is totally in. He's like, I am all for Pride. Get me my cardigan. Get me my sparkly hat. Let's get down there, Bernie. Let's paint the town rainbow. Get me my cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered how much he loved a card again. I totally forgot. He, he loves his card. Loves a card. Loves a card. 
Not a Bacardi, but a Cardi. A Cardi. No Cardi B, he just wants a Cardi. As they're all helping out Bernie, Callum's helping out the kids, isn't he? Stuart's not happy. <laughs> um, he wants to know why Callum's doing this. Um, and basically wants to know if Callum is gay. In, in not so many words, he's a bit like, so you and Ben, what's happening there? So you're kissing him. They said, like, who's just a mate? Kiss all your mates, do you? Ah, I think Stuart's on to him. You think, think yeah, yeah. Maybe. maybe. Maybe, maybe. It was like a police interrogation from Stuart. Wasn't it? I was like, Stuart will love you, but calm down. You're going old John Joe or whatever his name was. Um, John O, that was his name, wasn't it? <laughs> John Joe was, was from Red John Water. John Joe's Red Water. <laughs> 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 you call no John Joe. You're already talking in an Irish accent. <laughs> in the words of Taylor Swift, Stuart, you need to calm down. You're being Stuart. too loud. When you should be glad. <laughs> well, I would just say, haters going to hate, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, just, you know, run away, run away. That's what I was thinking when... Uh, <laughs> Alan was like, you know, sitting there having this moment. I was like, run away, run away. <laughs> and then Callum goes to leave after seeing that just friends, pauses. And then after seeing two, two a, a gay couple, he decides he's going to tell Stuart there is something between him and Ben. They are more than friends, but isn't still isn't ready to say those words. Is he? He's not ready to say, I'm gay. So he just says, I still love Whitney and I want to marry her. And it's like, oh, it's so sad. Because, like, with both sides, Wedding and Pride, we get to see these moments where, like, obviously time's moved on and, and different, that from different backgrounds and different families and things. But the fear of not being accepted, the fear of mm. persecution is still so there. And we've still got so far to go with changing society's view of, of what is just simply people being people. Like, it's still there. And that's what was so good about this episode, because Bernie is embracing her gay power. She is embracing her pride. And Callum is so terrified to do that. Yeah, it was good to see the contrast yeah. in both of them. Yeah, I was terrified to tell my family. My family are like very hard and very working class. So like I was terrified. But then, you know, it, all, it was all fine anyway. When I told my mum when she was drunk, uh, she was fine. It was very <laughs> early in the morning. She was very drunk. And uh, I, I basically said, you can ask us anything, you know, ma'am. And she went, are you gay? And I was like, yeah. Yes, I am. But then she was like, well, you know. I kissed a girl once. And I was like, that's nice, ma'am. It's like, yeah, that makes you a full-blown lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Honorary lesbian, my ma'am. <laughs> like, I'm lucky in a way. Like, whilst I was afraid just by myself, by what I was putting on myself, I was afraid to come out. Callum and Saeed have very different, like, issues because they're not just afraid because of the reaction they think they'll get they're afraid because of what they've seen and with Callum he knows how Stuart's currently reacting in this second it's like mm -hmm. a police interrogation yeah. so at what point in that police interrogation are you going to feel like 
you're allowed to be yourself and yeah. tell them the truth. You know, it's like you're going to be comfortable telling them that you're gay if he's like, what do you mean you kissed your friend? Like, Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, okay. Um, so Callum decides he's not he's not ready and he doesn't tell Stu about the, the truth and Stuart is very quick to just accept that. He is very quick to be like, well, that's all that matters. If you want to get married to Whitney, that's all that matters. But you can tell he's not happy still. He knows something's gone on with Ben. We've still got that contrast between Callum's experience of pride and Bernie's experience of pride because mm-hmm. Tina's took Bernie under her wing and she's going to be her. there for her and she wants to help her make her first pride the best ever and Bernie can open up and ask her some questions and cause she yeah. wants to know, like, how do you just meet someone and stuff like that? And I really think it's sad that when you think now, compared to when this episode aired, you thought they were going to start chatting more and Bernie could maybe talk to Tina about things. You never see them share scenes, like, ever. Ah, never. And it's so disappointing. It's disappointing that this storyline for Bernie, which should have been a really beautiful, like... But- recognizing her sexuality and who she is should be really beautiful and brought it took a, a long time a bit like with Callum and and Balam and things like that like they just didn't do that with her and it is a bit disappointing it is I, like you say Tina is perfect in this situation I mean what else do you want from someone than Tina she tells her don't worry you'll meet someone Maybe not now, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but you will meet someone. And if there's ever a message that I want to put out for people, because I do feel like uh, everyone it does, but definitely in the gay community and in LGBT communities, people feel very isolated already and very lonely. But what you need to know is one day you will feel loved, you will fall in love, and you will you will have someone eventually. Like Bernie, don't worry too much about it. You're gonna be, you're gonna be fine, and I do love the the ending bit where like everyone's getting that groove on. You know, it's it's coming to the end. Everyone's having that dance. I tell you what, the soundtrack of this episode was fabulous. Oh we had god, everything yeah. From Eurasia to flipping, you know, run away, run away, run away. And I love that song. And it had <laughs> and, um, Heather Small's "Proud." And it is such a good song for it to like end on, like to come to its its end with. And by the way, that drag queen singing is fabulous. Um, totally loving the the golden beard. Oh my worse? god, yes. Could she have worse? Get your life. That is definitely one. <laughs> she should have done that on Eurovision. Gold that piano. That would have been fab. Um, and <laughs> as the music's playing, Bernie's living her life. She's dancing away. I love when she's she goes her. to the front and Karen's like, oh, I'll come with you. And they're like, no, let her go on her own. Yeah, it's and her she's, time. She's there. She's doing exactly what Tina said as well. She's just smiling at people and already like singing along with them and dancing with them and I was I like, know, oh, it's great. sadly as these words you know about pride and being proud what have you done today to make you feel proud as as the song says we get ben having an interaction with stewart that is it's not in line with um, the rest of Pride and the rest of everyone else's experiences. They're all strugg- they're, they're all having the time of life. He's struggling again against homophobia. I and think s- it was a very powerful moment to show Ooh. that although that many people were there to celebrate and support the community, 
that's still going on as well. Yeah, but you know what's great for this moment for Ben's character? He stands up. And obviously we've seen Ben's transformation from hating himself to where he is now. But he stands up and says, I ain't scared or ashamed. And that's such a good moment. I was like, oh. Then in contrast to that, almost immediately after those words, you see Callum crying as he looks on at Pride. And you just say, God, this this episode's a very powerful and poignant episode. Um, It just has moment after moment that hits you with such good messages. And then it ends, doesn't it? With Ben beaten and bleeding. I remember watching it for the first time and I was like, whoa, on the, that last scene where you've got Callum crying, everyone else enjoying the moment, the song over the top, and then you getting Ben being beaten up. It was just so powerful. It was very brave of EastEnders to do, and I think very much needed. I kind of hope they do another Pride episode because I feel like they probably too. had one planned for this year. Yeah, and it didn't go but ahead. But obviously, you know, COVID, we haven't been able to film well yeah. i say we they haven't been able to film <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, sorry we're, we're, we're down there and film am i on the show now <laughs> 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 we're new characters uh, <laughs> say callum and ben actually go into it together yes that's it, such a good point it's really interesting to see how callum was at that point hiding his sexuality to what he, what's going to happen in 2021 when uh, he's accepted who he is and he's living his best life yeah, he's living his best rainbow life. He's got his flags. He's got his, like, I'm hoping he comes with, like, massive big wings on his back, sparkling <laughs> glitter all over him. <laughs> I want a topless Callum scene. I want, a, you know, I want him surrounded by Ben. <laughs> ben covered in glitter or something. Yeah, carrying him on a, a throne or something. That's what I want. <laughs> Not much these senders. Come on. Come on, you can give me that since Corona stole all of that from with this year. Spend that budget. Come on, guys. <laughs> Favourite scene of the week. This week, our favourite scene goes to Darren being exposed for the second time as Heather's baby daddy. Still not over that. Um, I think Libby should have been a heck of a lot more angry, but she was a good person, so I'll give her that. Um, Me, if I'd found out that Darren... If I was dating Darren, to start with, but not just if I found out that Darren, if I was dating Darren and I found out that he had gotten Heather pregnant or anyone pregnant, I probably would have murdered him. Favourite scene of the week. As we have no ratings, our heroes are slapping dance during these classic episodes. We rate which episode we love the most. And as the iconic, it's always really hard. <laughs> It is. I mean, it's difficult because you've got two fabulous classic episodes here. They are both very iconic in their own right. Um, They both deliver a very powerful message for the LGBT community. But we've gone with Saeed's wedding. Yes. There was just something about the nostalgia of it. Because obviously the other one was so recent. Like, it's still very fresh in my mind. Like, going back and remembering some of the stuff from that added something else as well, just to give it that edge. And it was just such a great time to see the Masoods back. I miss them so much. Oh, my God, they were brilliant. Bring them all back. If they want to come back, obviously, I know it was all their choices to leave, so... (laughs) We're, like, forcing them back. Get back! (laughs) 
Are you ready to play gay or nay, Emma? <laughs> it's very simple, Emma. All you have to tell me is after I say a quote, whether the person who said it was gay or nay. As soon as I hear nay, I just think of N bar. You want to go for a ride, Emma? Are the other quotes uh, 18? <laughs> I wish. But you never know, there might be a, a red water quote. Oh! So are you ready to play, gay or nay, Emma? I'm ready. So a first quote. We've done it all, and he loved it. Gay, that was Christian, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> That's when Christian basically tells Dana that him and uh, Said have been doing the gay karma sutra. Hey, cuz. Looking good. <laughs> God, that's Kieran from Redwater. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Correct. Oh, How can't believe you, you put that in? <laughs> <laughs> Crowds of naked hot tie. <laughs> <laughs> that's Ben Mitchell. Okay. Correct. Not hot totty again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love that you hear <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. I love that you didn't know that when you created that. <laughs> <laughs> so the next quote does it always have to be about sex with you gay or nay I've heard that one before you have oh no maybe recently as well Emma yes yes nay it's Kathy Beale I'm like you gay or nay oh okay uh, nay Gay. It's when Tony confesses to Simon. I deliberately picked that one to be difficult, so I apologise. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a trick question. <laughs> it's, it's too obvious, yeah. Um, it's when uh, when basically Tony confesses that he fancies Simon and he's like, well, you're kind of dating my sister. <laughs> Can we not? Um, so your next one. It's all right, darling. I know what you mean. This one would have flew under a few people's radars. So, nay, because that sounds like an older lady talking to someone. Correct. It's Angie Watts saying to Colin, "It's all right, darling. I know what you mean." When he slips up and alludes that he's gay, but then is quick to say, "I mean relationships." It's a beautiful scene, and it's so lovely. Live and let live. That's what Angie says. On to the next one. She's more than a friend. Gay. Correct. Is that Ash? It's an Ikra. It's Ikra yeah. about Ash, yeah. It's because she she brings that around and Miriam yeah. and Ashard call her, their fr- her friend and just says she's more than a friend. Final one, Emma. You kiss all your mates like that, do you, Sonia? Gay? It's correct because... It's when Naomi um, obviously asks Sonia if she's gay. And Sonia's like, I'm not gay. Look, I'm married. I'm not gay. She's like, do you kiss all your mates like that, do you? So well done, Emma. Congratulations. Duh.
Why was Billy stealing the post? Where did Phil go after the boat crash? Will Shirley ever find out about Kathy and Buster? Since when were Peter and Jay best friends? The, the unsolved, unsolved mysteries of Walford. So this week's mystery that we need to solve is Bernie's chess playing. Whatever happened to it? Does she still like chess? Where did it go? <laughs> Does she still have the chess set? That's a good point, Emma. We don't know. <laughs> Does she still enter tournaments? Well, we're here to answer those questions. So we've done some research. Done some research. And I think we've got some answers for the, <laughs> for the listeners. Some. Some. So she did win many, many tournaments. She did, yes. Her and Mr. Murray used to obviously play chess in the shed. Mm -hmm. And it was him who convinced her to take part in these tournaments. He was the one who really pushed her to to follow her dreams of being a world-class chess player. Keegan used to tease her all the time for it. Even Tiff, really. She, she just used to laugh about it. But... Since Mr. Murray, since Mr. Murray left with Wanda. Mr. Murray. I love the way you say that. Um, since, since he left with Wanda, you know, the woman who's got a lot of dead ex-husbands, we've not really heard a lot about the chess playing, about tournament winning, about Bernie's love of it. In fact, it feels more like the story might have maybe, just maybe, been forgotten. Do we start a petition to bring it back? <laughs> I hear Who the cries. Love to sing? I'm hearing the cries of no. <laughs> <laughs> Who would love to see Bernie do a chess tournament again? <laughs> <laughs> just me and Connor then? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just us. <laughs> Be a petition of two names Connor and Emma. <laughs> I would only, to be fair, I would only enjoy it if Mr. Murray came back. Yes. She calls him Mr. Murray and everyone else calls him Ted and I just love it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm obsessed. It's like Kathleen and everything. Oh, it is. And Patty, it's on that level. Patty, that's another level as well. I, I have to say, I think we have solved this mystery. It's, it's definitely solved, Emma. I think what we have here is just a, a case of, whoops. We forgot we wrote that. Welcome to the crowning of the icons. Yes, we have had you voting in the polls again. And no, it's not for a general election. It's for who you think is the true icons of EastEnders. Because we're discussing the classic episodes, we thought it's only right to honour those classic characters. So, without further ado, the most iconic female, as voted by you, is the one, the only, it's the Queen of the Vic, Peggy Mitchell. Woo! Woo! I mean, could it have been anyone else? Oh, I know it was a tough one, guys. Oh, it was Pat tough. And Angie, yeah, tough one. What was it? Pauline, Peggy, Pat and Angie. Goodness me. Yeah. That's a tough one, but Ooh. I thought, let's start off tough. Let's make people really struggle in the first four. Yeah, why not? We, we like to do that here at E20. Yeah. We don't like those easy choices. 
We want you to be crying when you press Peggy. <laughs> we want you to press one and maybe regret your decision and think I should have pressed someone else. We want those kind of votes. <laughs> oh, I love Peggy. She's a true icon. True icon. She's everyone's grandma. She is, you know, oldie stand, really stand, proper, as she would say. <laughs> and she's just legendary, absolutely legendary. I feel like I need to say, Grandma, we, we love you. Because that is what she's <laughs> like. I just love her. <laughs> so, the most iconic male, as voted by you, is Den Watts. Ooh, Ooh. I mean, is there any is there any doubt? <laughs> <laughs> I love how we want to celebrate, but then we're like, is there any doubt? <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt there. I mean, he is legendary. I mean, when you think of EastEnders, you think of so many people that we've put yeah. on this list and like any one of them I'm happy with. Yeah, so, like... <laughs> I wanted it to be like that. I think when we were coming up with this whole thing, weren't we? We were like, who of the characters are like actual legends that everyone will be happy if any of them won. That's kind of what was in my and Emma's headspace. And so I think it. I think we've made a good choice uh, in those. And you have certainly picked a good choice. This one was ten. very close, by the way. Mm. So it was Den, Frank Butcher, Arthur Fowler, Ian Beale. And Ian Beale is like one vote behind Den. Ooh. Ooh. So... For the final crowning of this week, because there might be more, we have your iconic random. Those characters who were so weird, so extra, so not part of the story, but still brilliant. You voted for, drum roll please, <laughs> Aunt Babe. Oh, I mean, is she not just the queen of randomness? Like, <laughs> she was a baby farmer. She was also in the military. She was <laughs> like a pub, pub landlady. She was a chef. You know, chef. <laughs> like, making, like, you know, um, cannabis filled brownies. Like, she was doing everything. She was living life. <laughs> and because she's won, she won't be cursing anyone, that's for sure. Exactly. She's provided so. so many iconic quotes as well. Mm-hmm. She has. So we're here to to do your bidding, vote us. We are crowning Queen Aunt Babe as the most iconic random character. She was against Betty the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Pauline's pal, Derek. Oh, oh lovely Derek. And Derek. Stalker Sarah. Oh, God, Stalker Sarah, fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. And look out on Twitter as there might be more polls coming up. This week's episode was sponsored by Big Mo's Knockoff Merch. Have you ever fancied a trip over the rainbow? Or maybe you just wanted to celebrate pride and style? Well, go see more today. Disclaimer, you can use Catslater's money to pay for your merchandise. Sorry, uh, yep. We've just been told here at E20 that Big Mo denies all claims that her merchandise is knockoff goods. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night.